right, everyone. Hey. Good evening, good evening, good evening, good day. Good day. How are you today? How are you? I am good. I'm feeling extra tall right now. I know, right? <laughs> today is Wednesday, January 29th, 2020. I'm Dominion. And I am tall. <laughs> Shit. I am epic. <laughs> and welcome to the what BG is this called? The BGKH Show with Dominion and Epic exclusively on Vox Power 373. I'm so glad you Nakers could join us. You know, <laughs> I'm going to I have said I am going to run that into the ground. But you know, not have, just for tonight. I have several issues but with for that. a while. Because even even with this, mm -hmm. I, I have I just have several issues with that. I yes. have several issues with it. You don't like niggas saying niggas? Well, it's not even that. Like, I honestly, listening to the recording, that's not what I heard. Like, I heard, I literally you heard, heard her. heard her say niggas? No, I heard her say niggers. Like, I heard her say, I'm sorry, when I say that's not what I heard, meaning everybody's like, oh, she said, she said niggers. And uh -huh. I'm like, that's not what she said. She did say niggers. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the problem that I have is she said she was talking about the Knicks. She said she was thinking about the Knicks and the Lakers. But the conversation was about Kobe and the Lakers. Did the Knicks actually, were they a part of that conversation? Because I don't remember that part that much of the conversation. So while I literally did hear her say Nakers, her thought process, I got it when she said Nakers. It's always but, just interesting to me you know, that white people are like, oh, it was just a slip of the tongue. But I never accidentally in conversation say Cracker. Unless I'm talking like, about I'll some crackers and soup or something. Uh, right, I'll just accidentally, honest, accidentally, you know, I'll no say offense saltine to Jews, before anything else. But, you know, I don't accidentally slip kike into, you know, I don't accidentally, yeah. and it'll just accidentally fall. Yeah. I don't accidentally say wetbacks when I'm thinking, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I, that's not how I think. Right. But I'm just proving a point. It, is these that people slurs of color do don't not. necessarily just let these other slurs just casually fall into their conversation unless you have Tourette's or something. And they are the furthest things from my mind, like, on an everyday. Like, I just can't right. even. It, it, but but Nakers is just funny to me because yeah. it's, just, it's just the word. And so, like, are we going to go from Naker to uh, Nakers well, I to mean, my Nakes? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, my Nakes. My Nakes. Nakers, please. My Nakes. I'm going to get a T-shirt said Nakers, please. Nakers, please. Mm. Nakers, please. Nakers. So. Uh, how was your week? Um, my week was pretty good. Um, so far, it's been lots of work stuff it's to do. It's been a weeky week. Yeah, it's been a weeky week. Lots of work stuff to do, and it feels like you have so like you have this long list of stuff that you have to do, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, I'm gonna knock this out. I'm gonna knock this out. At the end of the day, you realize you're like, bitch, I ain't knocked out but like five things off this list. Like, what the f like? So it's been one of those type of weeks. And then somebody somebody posted on Facebook like. February has lasted for like four months, and I was like, "That's what you mean, January?" It feels like, well, I'm sorry, January. Yeah. It felt like it lasted for four months. Like, when is February coming? And I was like, "You're right." It has. That was like what they months. were saying. So my new fucking podcast, and I'm not here to pump other people on our show, but bitch, you have got to listen to the read. So, <laughs> so listen. So our I brother was, Mac I, was talking I, about yes, that. I drove to work this morning, and I am fucking. Cackling, so yeah, the whole it's on time. my list. Like I'm literally sitting at my desk like this. <laughs> These people are fools. Yeah. and her name is Crystal. I think it's Crystal. The way that she laughs, that cackle, it just tickles me. The way that she laughs, <laughs> it, it is just it's Kid Fury and Crystal, and their show is called The Read. It is the funniest thing I'm gonna have I have to, heard I, yeah, in I'm gonna have a to long get into time. It. So yeah, so there's that. But speaking, were well, you finished? Yeah, I'm finished. Yeah. Speaking of not getting shit done. So, you know, each day I come to work and I say, I'm going to accomplish these one, two, three, four goals. And, you know, rarely do I get all the way to four. But, like, I was like, all right, we can at least get started on one. So I'm getting started on one. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to run to the restroom real quick. And on my way back from the restroom, this woman comes up to me. Uh, and she's like, I'm not going to make fun. She was speaking French. I don't speak no French. I can I can get the gist of what you what you're saying if you speak Spanish to me slowly. Right. But I once I she says Je m'appelle Francais, and I mean I understood that part. Like, and I understood that she was speaking French. So I pull out my app, you know, Google Translate. Oh yeah, yeah. And 
it wasn't really working right because it was. I was trying to do the side by side conversation, but she, <laughs> she didn't. Um, that side by side wasn't working because I'm not sure if she had vision trouble or she wasn't the best reader or whatever. So I was like, all right. So what I did was then do like a side. Um, you can do a thing where you can say whatever it is you want to say. You can say or type. And it'll translate into the language of your choice. Right. And then they can read it or you can hit the, the microphone button and, and it'll say it. say it. Yeah. So not only was there a language barrier, but there was a technology barrier. Because she thought there was a bitch on the phone. So, like, every time I would be like, so what can I do for you, ma'am? And the bitch on the phone would be like, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, blah, 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 I'm like, that's not how this works. Slow down, baby. This is a translation matrix. So, first of all, you got to wait for me to hit hit record. So, it take all that shit you say and then translate it into English. But they're from Cameroon. She was from Cameroon. So uh, it was so a, their French is actually well actually it's French but, but it's, it was, a, it's a combination of it, stuff. I but I, I, it was a lot going on there. Yeah. So I took so what I came to understand was that she was trying to get in touch with her daughter okay. for reasons that I still didn't understand. At okay. First. So we went down to the customer service desk, and the customer service desk woman, listen, she was polite but efficient. Because I'm sure she get all kinds of people that do all kinds of shit that want to use the uh, redacted airlines phone and everything. It's like you got she can get like two minutes on the phone because whatever. So she called her daughter and then, you know, they on the phone. Not So what we came to understand was they were on. So and so she had her ticket and everything. So what we came to understand was oh so first of all not her woman I found I got her that her name was Micheline. There was another woman named Antoinette there too. But we'll get to Antoinette Antoinette in a second. So uh, we came to understand that Micheline and Antoinette were on a flight leaving to Brussels, which was then going to they were going to go from Brussels to Cameroon. Okay. That flight Cameroon. left Cameroon left at five o'clock yesterday evening. They had some sort of a mechanical issue mid-flight, so they came back to uh, the airport. Took them like three, four hours to fix the flight, by which time people who weren't where Brussels wasn't there in flight had overstayed their visa. So their visa was like, you could only be in, where's Brussels? Belgium? You could only be, you can't just stay. You can be there for the time it takes for you to transit to right, but if whatever. you're in the airport, you should be able, you should be covered. I, I, I but I didn't realize it, the, the you, particulars. But anyway, but the the bottom line was that they um, instead of having all of these passengers for redacted airlines stuck in a foreign ass country, they rebooked them on flights that were within the confines of their visas or whatever it was that they needed to have so that they could eventually get to wherever they're going, including a number of people from Cameroon. Now, they were able to rebook Micheline and Antoinette on a flight for 550 today, but, and, and they, that was just part of the routine process. They book you on another flight or whatever, but they ain't understand none of that other part, which was, uh, do you need a hotel voucher, or are you cool with staying here in the airport? And here is a voucher for food. Now, let's be clear. They got back to the airport at 7 p.m. They had been in the airport since, like, 3 o'clock. You know, the flight left at 5 or 5.50. It gets back at 7.30 or whatever. So they'd been in transit since at least 3 p.m. They'd literally been in the airport for the final time since 7 p.m. and their flight doesn't leave until whatever with whatever Cameroonian money or whatever. And these are elderly women, not like tiny little elderly women, you know, robust black right. women, but they were still at least in their late 60s okay. or early 70s. <laughs> and so they didn't have no food. They didn't, un- you know, they didn't. So they didn't understand that they could have gotten a hotel room for the night. And even if they had, what were they going to do? Because anybody at the hotel going to be like, 
it's eight o'clock, time for you to get up and bring your ass back to the airport or whatever. Mm. So they didn't understand any of that. So they just sat there all fucking night. And I didn't, I just encountered these women as I'm coming back from the fucking bathroom. And so finally we got her uh, son-in-law on the phone and then I understood where he was coming from, but he was trying to get a little buck with me. And I was like, Listen, I'm just here to help. Yeah, like he was like, "Are you a customer service manager?" I was like, "I am not. I I manage large architecture and construction projects here at the airport. I'm just trying to help your mother-in-law and Antoinette." He was like, "Who the fuck is Antoinette?" (laughs) Antoinette was apparently just another woman. was on the same phone. I'm laughing because Miss United sounds like you. What the fuck is that? All I'm concerned about is Micheline. I don't even know who the fuck this Antoinette is. Right. And then, so it's like, all right, so I took charge of it because that's part of our uh, motto at Redacted Airlines. We redact. Right. So. And so, I was, because I was looking at it like, that could have been your mother, that could have been my right. mother, that could have been my father. Right, right, right. You know, and let's say we was all we all went to China, right? And then, they're talking all this shit about what's going on, and you sitting there waiting for, for a bitch to speak English to come tell you what the fuck is going on, and you just sitting there like... What am I supposed to do? I'm what the sit, fuck I'm am a, I supposed I'm to do? I'm going to sit right here until I figure now, something out. Now, we're young enough where we would have been like, I need someone that speaks English. Right. But this was like late in the evening, and they had had someone, you know, to bring them in wheelchairs to get them on the plane initially, but all that broke down because of the, the flight exception with the plane breaking down and all of that. So there wasn't... I'm sure they made some announcements in French, but when they brought you back to the airport, they were just trying to, that was out of cycle. Right. Because that plane wasn't supposed to be there at that time. So they probably didn't make all of the announcements in French and English like they uh, needed to. So there were probably a bunch of people <laughs> wandering around the airport, many of whom had mobility challenges, which I found a li- little <laughs> you about to say something awful. So you you write what you what awful thing you want to say while I finish this story. So all right. So I understood why dude was getting a little buck because when they when they dropped Micheline and someone else dropped Antoinette off at the airport at three p.m. yesterday, and they was tracking it online that you know the flight from Brussels. You know, took off, it came back, but then it took off again. So their assumption, which is logical, was that when that flight took off again, they asked that, you know, Micheline and Antoinette. Yes, uh, it does. Um, they, <laughs> but not in a good way. <laughs> no, not at all. They assumed that their, their relative would have been on the flight. Line. So they had to come all the way from Baltimore to the airport to, you know, handle all of whatever. And so I was like, all right, so we're going to take them out. We're going to do whatever. We're going to get you passes to bring them all through. And it was like, well, we bought food for uh, for um, Micheline. Micheline. And I was like, bitch, you can't bring a whole fucking meal and want to bring that through security and shit. Right. He's like, well, all right, we'll just have her come. Because they can't walk very well. So now we had to get them all back through, which is fine. And they were actually pretty nice, and they were really appreciative of me looking through it. I gave them my business card, and I was like, you know, if, because they apparently take this trip several times, and I was like, so if there's ever anything that goes wrong, just call me. Okay. So that I, listen, I'm not coming back to the airport, but I can at least be like, you can at least be like, hey, there was some sort of a flight exception. Can you please call the airport or do whatever to make sure that Micheline is back on this flight or whatever. And Antoinette. And and well yes and Antoinette because I eventually did talk to her daughter so we got them uh, finally back on the flight and then uh, the son-in-law come calling me at like six thirty was like so do you have an update I was like bitch I'm gone I spent like my whole talking about not getting no shit done right. I spent my whole day in that middle yes in in in, yes. in the middle of all of this stuff which I did gratefully right. and I really did feel good about right. helping them but I was like I. The flight left at 5.50, but I only work until 5. And normally I'm gone at 4.30. I stayed until 5 until they actually started the boarding process. You wanted to make sure they got, yes. spoke to the gate agent and said, here, this is this woman and this woman and this is what's going on. And then by that time, another elderly dude who also had like a fucked up foot, (laughs) like a cast on his foot or whatever, 
and he saw that I was helping him and that they spoke, spoke French and everything. So I felt good that I was able to help them out with the situation. But bitch. <laughs> it's over now. No. Micheline. Micheline's son is going to call you tomorrow. No. Micheline's <laughs> breath. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Like when she first spoke to me, I was sitting there, I was like, it's like, woof. Like, woof. It's like, I don't need a haircut tomorrow. Like, I was just like, woof. It's like, so, just let it go. It was and then, so wait, but then, but then you try to do this. There, there are a lot of conversation is here. You're trying to do like, you're trying to be like, so. And they keep going. You're like, wait. But, and then you get to the point where you're like, so listen, let me make sure I understand this correctly. And that was more than just, I've been in the airport all day. I was just like, probably with food and whatever she's been eating and everything else. And she's had like some health challenges and stuff. So that was because her daughter was like, thank you so much for helping, you know, because she's a high, she got high blood pressure. She got a whole bunch of other stuff going on. And I was like, I can't believe she sat in the airport all this time. And apparently, and this is, you know, part of the thing that's why um, Redacted Airlines is we redact Mm -hmm. (laughs) is because I can't have been the first person at 10 o'clock that morning that she approached, but okay. apparently I was the only one who stopped my day to. <laughs> I'm making faces. He's making faces. And I, I'm, I'm trying to remain professional. I, I'm making faces because it is just. It's a lot. It's a, it's it's a, a lot. lot. I, 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 look I'll at the light, though. Look at, the, look at our faces on the screen. This oh my God. light is. Did yeah. y'all change the bulbs in here? Or Come something? on, skin. Come okay. on, glow. Yes. You know. And I ain't even moisturized like, you know, you know, this is just normal all day glow. I'm trying to get some extra water in my life because I, you know, right. I, I, you know, I, I do just both. Yeah. But anyway, so at 10 o'clock in the morning, apparently I was the first person who like really stopped and helped them instead of being like, girl, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about and kept going. So, you know, if you see someone, they don't even have to be in the airport, but, you know, you see someone in distress, you know, just try to help them out. Try to help <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I think that's what, I th- in, in 2020, we need a lot more of people just kind of checking in with people, just kind of like, you know, and being nice. Like, it yeah. just, and it's the littlest of things, like, you know, saying good morning or even saying hello. And if you see somebody drop something, bend down and offer to pick it up. I mean, right. just little things like that. Just being courteous, being human again. Yeah, and, you know, air travel is already stressful. Yeah. And, you know, when you don't speak the language, you're depending on the routine you know, because, like, look at, you know, going back to that situation with us, if we had been in China, everything would have been fine because we would have got to the gate. We would have been fine. It would have been like, you know, redacted airlines flight back to Reagan or whatever. So let's, but when the listen. plane comes back and now they just trying to handle shit and don't nobody know what the fuck is going on. Now you are in a stressful situation because. Everything is out of cycle. And they had taken, at least Micheline, had taken that flight from uh, Dulles to Brussels back to Cameroon apparently several times. So it wasn't that she didn't know how to right. handle it. But when some shit happened that don't normally happen, it's, she didn't know how all, to handle yeah, it. Yeah, That would that have been a whole different outcome if it was Dominion and Epic. Because Whoa. the conversation would have been... So I can see how this would have started off. The conversation would have been started off like, see, I have a question. This is, these are things I want to figure out. And right. so as I started these questions, I'm trying to be nice. And you're, then I can see you coming in and say, listen, I work for Redacted Airlines. I need X, Y, and Z things right now, right, right here. And at that point, I'd have been like, yeah, what he said, times two. <laughs> but also, I just think that we would have been in a better position to advocate for ourselves. Well, yeah, we yeah. are. Neither one of us is, you know, well, biologically older black women, you know. Uh, and even, <laughs> even in, <laughs> see, see, the, see the bit of a okay. shade. It's All right. A tiny bit it, was, of shade. it was a bit of a shade. Okay. A bit of a shade. Mm, okay right. But we would have been able to be like, I mean, the it, chances it of us in any going to any airport in the world that there was someone who spoke enough English 
to be conversant is better than those two old ladies being in an airport in the United States and finding someone who spoke French. Right. Now, there was someone who was from some African country where they spoke French. So I don't know if he was from Cameroon or whatever, but he was like a senior manager. So when we got them outside and then we got everybody together, including um, the mother, I mean, including the daughter, the son-in-law, the two children, the two grandchildren, Micheline and Antoinette, then he was able to help them. But there was not a plethora of people who spoke French, French who could help them out. Whereas I, I just feel real confident that if we were in Hong Kong or Sichuan or not Wuhan, because we would be stuck if we was in Wuhan because they didn't shut her down. Completely. But That's a whole nother Outside story. of that, there would have been someone who would have spoken enough English to been able to help us. So... All right, let's but move yeah. on. We, so let's we move just, on. Oh, but so the last thing Michelin I'm going to say is and, that and Antoinette got am, to their final destination. That's why I, that's After why 20 hoping. years of helping bitches that don't deserve my help, and you, you understand know. that. <laughs> you understand that because of what you I do. need you all to understand that I was in tears when I saw this. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> you spend your whole career helping bitches who are ungrateful and undeserving of that help. Be, normally, they're undeserving of it because, like, all right, so... When I worked for ICE, I helped people who didn't uh, didn't uh, give a shit. I, TSA, I worked for people who were just too lazy to do. The whole job that we had at TSA, we had because the government people that were there just decided to not do some of the shit they were supposed to do. So that was good for me from a contract. But, like, really? Yeah. You just, just, I'm yeah. just well, I'm just not going to do this shit. So y'all might as well just pay some other bitches to come in and do it. So, and then even at the Air Force, which I kind of enjoyed, these motherfuckers were engineers. Everybody that we worked with was a degreed engineer with at least a bachelor's degree or a master's degree in engineering, and on top of that, a commission in the military. And their asses were still incompetent. Couldn't read, didn't pay attention. These hoes sent the worst emails and just didn't have anything, whatever. So it really felt good to... Let's be able to affect people and help them out. Speaking so, of the anyway. worst emails, I just I have so I have mm-hmm. I, I've spoken about my job and about what I do, and I review deliverables for people in my particular program mm-hmm. um, who are federal government employees. They're GS eleven through thirteens, mm-hmm. and these deliverables are basically papers because this is a leadership program, so there are things that we want them to do. Reading, listen, and now I will laugh and joke with people about everything and, and, and any and everything, and I know sometimes when I text Poor message, <laughs> he's like. What the fuck is redacted airlines? <laughs> like That's all right. Woo, woo, woo. Woo, woo, woo. woo, woo, woo. We know your mouth is still, you still right. got the Novocaine and all that. It's fucked your whole head up. We got you. <laughs> but um, so anyway, as I, listen, text messaging I'm horrible with because I half the time my fingers are moving too fast and, I, and shit is just wrong. When I go to, to, to email stuff sometimes, again, I'm typing too fast. But again, if I'm turning in a paper, that's always something different. There's several different things you can actually use. But the stuff that comes out, well, minus... Minus the Onyx National Council stuff that I had to explain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there are some things that I just feel you've not, you didn't give a shit about it. And you right. went to, you tried to just push it in and not do anything. And you wanted me to not see it. Right. And so I'm always sitting there like wearing my academic hat and I'm kind of looking at shit like, Sentence, noun, I mean, noun, verb, pressure. Let me just go ahead and just send it I'll just send it back to you. And and that's literally what I would do. This is not, you know, graduate school quality work. But so it's then at that point of choosing your battle. Mm. And so today I was very much of like. Well, listen, I want to battle it. (laughs) Listen, in the back of my mind, my evil part of this is like, finish him. But but see, that's that's the sad part. So I'm going to run into some of that next week when we get to this graduation because mm-hmm. we've had such a backlog. And so now that I'm sending people stuff back to revise, well, I didn't hear anything all this other time. Listen, but I have a job. You've heard, and you, you, will, you will finish. You just won't get anything today. Right. Very simple. Right. But it's going to be an argument. But anyway, I'm all sorry. Right. I'll, I'll all right. So, uh... It's a couple of things. What's, what's the update on Pretzelgate? There was no listen, Pretzelgate Dan. You I had no response from you. 
uh, the verdict was out, so you were guilty. I just, I'm just letting you know that this week, we, listen, we've this heard was nothing. your appeal. We've we've heard you know, nothing. If there's no appeal, then so, you know. I mean, you so know you the, are, if there's no appeal, you know the deal. Bam. Just so that we're clear. Splat so, cow. Anyway, right. um, I heard, I found a story on Joe Biden and Michelle Obama. So it was interesting because in, in my mind, I kind of got a little bit nostalgic. But Joe Biden actually. Uh, as the Democratic uh, presidential contender at this particular point, um, he said he would love to have Michelle Obama to be a vice president. Um, the comment came after um, Joe Biden was asked if he would consider, uh, I'm sorry, the comment came after he was asked if he would consider nominating the former President Barack Obama to the Supreme Court. And he said, yeah, I would, but I don't think he'd do it. He'd be a great Supreme Court justice, which is what Biden said. And then the questioner followed up with followed up the question follow, followed up with the question which Obama. So Biden re- responded, "They're both incredibly qualified people. They're such decent, honorable people, and they were saying that the pairing um, it would be a first in American politics. There's never been a presidential ticket that included a former first lady and a VP slot. Now, this also isn't the first time that Biden has mentioned Michelle as a VP. Um, so, but all I have to say is, Michelle, don't do it, girl. Don't do it, girl." But that's just my own thing. I, in theory, I would love to see them together. In theory, I would in not. But we well I, sorry, together. Let you well, yeah, I, mean, I would like to see them together. But I would like to see them together, possibly on the flip side. Mm-hmm. House and ever. I just, uh, I, yeah, I'm just feel still feeling the Obama love. But anyway, one, we do not reserve Michelle Obama. We don't. This country. I do not want to, I want her to continue to wear banging ass outfits, do the shit that she wants to do, and be a representative for black excellence. Okay. Two, if she wants to do it, she could, she could run as for president. She, I mean, she probably shouldn't because she doesn't she's have not any gonna, yeah, you, actual legislative thing. But in terms of popularity. She could. She could. Yes. So why would you be vice president for somebody that you could beat? So there's that. I really think that's it. That's one and two. We we don't deserve we don't we as a country do not deserve her. Two, uh, she could if she wants to do this, do it on her own terms. She don't need to be nobody's well, vice president. That's true. You know, if she was going to do it, I think she should follow the path that her husband took. You know, they live in Illinois. She could run for Illinois State Senate. They're here. They have a house here, but they got a house in, in Illinois, yeah, too. But D.C. don't have nothing to do. Yeah, What's she going to do, be the new Eleanor Holmes Norton? But all I'm saying, but what's her face hasn't graduated yet? The she's youngest about, one. Yeah, she's about to graduate. Yeah, but, okay, yeah. So once she finished, she can go back uh, and be, oh, she could do exactly Hillary. what Hillary Clinton did, was buy a I'm house sorry, in, in fucking New York New York, which neither the Clintons lived in New York at that time. They bought that house in in uh, New York just long enough for her to be qualified. Then she could run for uh, I mean, listen or whatever, and then build that resume again. But yeah, I I I think this benefits Joe Biden way. More. It's a glow up for Joe Biden, but a glow not necessarily a glow down, but it's an unnecessary uh, mountain of bullshit for Michelle Obama with, I think, minimal upside because he's the vice president. Well. He ain't necessarily do a whole lot as vice president except say stupid shit all over the country. So that is true. I mean, he did do something. I'm being disingenuous. Yeah. But, but it's again, not even, it's, it's, it's just not. As VP, she would have the chance to redefine that she particular She could, that just like she redefined the, pre- the role of uh, first lady. Absolutely. So, I mean, yes, if she wants to do it 100% for her, yeah. but I would I would, if she was going to do it, and she was going to be somebody's VP, I probably could have seen I'd, her. I'd much rather see her with uh, with Elizabeth Warren because you know I'm all in on Team Warren. I am still the verdict is still out for me. Um, I think I'm definitely feeling, not. Booty, are you are you are you Team Not at all. <laughs> not even. A not little. at all. Not and Bernie, you know, for a oh. moment. See, that's the thing. Bernie, for a moment, had me for just a hot second. Then I was kind of like, I, I something about you is not sitting right with me. I you. appreciate some of his ideas, yes. but I don't like him. I don't but, like none of his people. But uh, Elizabeth, I don't. I haven't quite. 
I haven't quite latched on to her because I haven't I haven't felt one hundred percent about all of her ideas, and I, I also have to understand or understand and also remember that there is no presidential candidate that I was one hundred percent all in on all of their ideas. That's true. There and there is none. And so for me, I'm just trying to figure out the lesser of all the evils for me to say, okay, great, because none of them are right now. I don't even feel that's the thing. The what I liked about Obama, listen, He's, he what he off actually a majority did of the list for me. How he not. how he was actual president versus my feelings about him as a candidate. When Obama was running the first time, I was like, you know what, this is the first time hey, I, I was. What was that? Two thousand eight. So I wasn't. I was what thirty. We were what thirty seven. That was the first time in my voting life that I felt like I was making. A completely po- positive decision. Like I didn't have any negatives about Barack Obama because I had taken the time to go through his platforms yes. that he had online, and I was like, "This nigger got." <laughs> and there we are. <laughs> this nigger got a plan for everything, which I appreciate yeah. that he has thought about a lot of these things, and that's what I like about Elizabeth Warren. She got a little bit of negative. That I mean, not the Pocahontas stuff, but the whole. She claimed she was Native American because that's what her family told her, like a lot of white people do. So she isn't crystal. But other than that, I can't really think of a whole lot negative uh, about her. I mean, we know it was bullshit. You know, you, you tried Girl, to get in the car. Listen, you, that's tried just like, that, you tried it. You tried it. She did. That would be just like Betsy DeVos saying, you know, I, <laughs> I live a very modest life. Oh, sit down! Like, <laughs> but she said it. She's apologized uh, for it, and we, let's move yeah, on. So, okay. so that's why I'm in for Warren. Right. But if Michelle Obama was going to do it, I would. I would rather her be a, a, a two, two women at the top of the ticket. You know, Warren and Obama as the the vice president, because I think that would be you know a great ticket. I just, I, I I I really do. I, think a great ticket for me if it was two women and we mm. are including Michelle Obama, I really would have liked to have seen Hillary and or and Michelle together. I think that would have been a great ticket. It and would I think have, that but either it, one of them Hillary need to sit her all sit all the way down. Well, and yeah, stay she seated. has a lot of shit going on with her, unfortunately. So Because, you know, Hillary has risen to uh running several times and both times she lost. Yes, she did. And both times when they did the analysis, part of it was because they didn't listen to nobody. We didn't really give a shit the first time because she lost in the primary to Barack Obama and we ended up getting what we wanted. Right. But we didn't pay attention and she and Bill didn't pay attention and they repeated all of the same mistakes uh, against Donald Trump and we saw what the fuck happened then. So... Thank you for your service. Thank you for flying the most miles of any Secretary of State ever. Thank you for getting, you know, the uh, 9-11 bill passed and all of that. But rest on that. Sit all the way down and keep it sad. You mentioned Mm -hmm. the name Crystal, and I'm going to go into this next one. Yes. Netflix has released um, Yes, you know, as soon as I saw this. Listen, you know, I'm going home tonight to figure out if I can write so, oh yeah, it's on Netflix. It's on, yeah. So it's a thousand. It's like five shows called The Queen right. on Netflix, but this one will be the first one. So yeah, so in, so this one for for all the gays. Listen, this is it's and this the is the gayest of the gays. Right. This is from the Daily Dot dot com. It says mm. a somewhat lost but never forgotten pivotal piece of historical drag queen media has been restored and made available on Netflix. The Queen is a 1968 documentary about the previous year's Miss All America Camp Beauty Pageant, a pageant for a competition for drag queens. The film was groundbreaking for its honest depiction of drag queens in the moments between the pageantry. Even in the far less accepting America of the late 60s, it received some positive reviews from outlets like the New York Times after premiering at the, at the Cannes Film Festival. So, Cannes. I'm sorry, Cannes Film, film Festival. <clears throat> so, here's why this is famous, if you did not know. The Queen is actually most known for as the epic reading session by the one and only Crystal LaBeja. Crystal LaBeja is the woman who is one of the reasons why the house of, first of all, the ballroom scene has come about, yeah. and one of the reasons why the most legend, one of the most legendary houses, the house of LaBeja, even exists. Yes. If any of you have seen Paris is Burning, you've seen Pepper LaBeja, 
who is the who was given the runner up pepper. Oh, in the no. movie it says that she was the runner up that right. won the, that is correct. To the pageant. That, well, no, Pepper took over the house. Pepper took from over the Crystal. house from her. Inherited, took over, and in, in in right, in, like a, that's what's it. So I'm, I don't know. I don't know if that was her daughter or whatever, but she took over the house and inherited. She the house. did. I thought. In, in, I think it was her in daughter, Paris is burning. She said, "You know, Crystal was the founder of the yes. house of Labasia, and I am the current mother." So yeah. So mm-hmm. again, that right there is a lot of statement because there's yes. some there's some stuff in between there that we don't necessarily get. But I'll try to figure that out when mm-hmm. I get to it. But anyway, so Pepper is the one that kind of helped bring everything towards where it is now. Right. But the the thing about Crystal was that Crystal was just like any she other vicious queen, queen of the now and ever and before because when this woman got on stage and found out that she actually did not win the pageant, yes. she then walked off the stage in the middle of the pageant and said she would never compete in another pageant ever again. This was the 60s because, again, at that particular point in time, people of color were not... Not only were they, it was rare for them to win pageants, but then also for them to be on stage. And Crystal happened to be a winner of a Miss Manhattan pageant, I think it was. Right. And so she was up there voicing her opinion, and she walked off the stage, and she read everybody down loudly from the moment she walked off the stage to the moment she walked out the door. It was everything. So I encourage you, if you want to know a little bit, a little bit more of history, Tune in to Netflix the Netflix the the story about the Queen, which is from 1968, about uh, Crystal Labasia. So that's what I'm just going to put out there. It's available and it's there. Um, speaking of drag queens as well, season 12 has been released, or is I'm sorry, as the release date for Drag Race for season 12 has also come up, which is going to be February the 28th. And I've got to see some of the new queens. Have you had a chance to see any of the new queens? I saw it, but you know, I've just I'm just. Slowly falling out of love with Drag Race, and well, and I've said this before: is that it's just it's becoming everything that it was originally making fun of. Like you know, it was originally like uh, making fun of um, shows like uh, America's Next Top Model and uh, what's uh, and Project Runway, and I thought that that was more than enough. That these yes, uh, Vaughn. <laughs> she Vaughn is quoting some of the uh, lyrics. Like she looks terrible. She looks bad. Tell Harlem get back to Philadelphia. She's one of the worst. Right. I can uh, You have to see the movie. So. But uh, so so but, so I'm just. But now with all of these ridiculous challenges and all of this other stuff, and it's just it all of that seems unnecessary because I was entranced in the first season by these uh, these drag queens coming in. You can see them out of drag. The interpersonal, you know, go back to Party City was enough. Uh, enough listen, dramatic tension for me. was everything. That was, that was enough dramatic tension. You don't need to do all of these ridiculous yeah. challenges. What's up, her? And all of this other stuff that, you know, and then throwing all, you know, these um, twists and all of this. And I was like, You've become the very thing that you were like mockingly showing love to, and so yeah. I'm, I'm over it. And you know, I'm still not over Shangela losing. Well, we we I'm still so not we, over. We, we, we going we, we just we we going we going. It's, it's all right. It's all right. It's all. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We okay. It's all right. Okay. All right. Um, but anyway, I, I that's coming out on February 28th. Look for that on VH1. Um, I had a chance this weekend to look at uh, a fall from grace. Oh, oh, I heard it was terrible. Was it terrible or terrible? It was very Tyler Perry. Take it for what you want. Although it was a little bit different, but it was still very Tyler Perry. Okay. Very Tyler Perry. Now, everybody got on Netflix. It's on Netflix. And everybody talked about these wigs and his hair and all that. And I was like, ah, listen. Definitely, if it's on Netflix, it's on somebody else's channel, you haven't watched it yet, watch it on there. Don't listen. I. But it ain't all. It's it's whatever. Eh. All right. So before we talk about this other foolishness, you know, um, for the I mean, everybody knows that Kobe Bryant uh, died in a plane crash. Now, I think helicopter uh, helicopter crash. What annoys me is that, you know, everybody is like Kobe Bryant died and a bunch of other people. 
Right. I feel like we should say all of there their names. There were nine people. So I'm, I'm, I, I couldn't find, I, this is the testimony to it, that I couldn't find one article that succinctly said, here are all the people that died. So I got to scroll through this article. Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant, his 13-year-old daughter. Uh, John Carey John and Alyssa Altabelli. John Altabelli, who had been the head basketball coach coach at East Orange Coast College for more than two decades, was on the helicopter. His, Carrie was his wife and one of his daughters, Alyssa. Now, they have two other daughters. So in this one crash, those other two daughters are now lost both of their parents and, their and one of their sisters. So Christina Mauser, who was the girls' basketball coach, for I guess um, that was the, at the Harbor. She was assistant basketball coach at the Harbor Day School, which I believe, is which where is where Gianna, Gianna Bryant right. went. She survived by uh, her husband and maybe some kids, three kids, yeah, and three kids. Mm-hmm. Um, Aria Zobayan, uh, Zobayan, who was the uh, pilot on the helicopter. Uh, he had been a licensed commercial pilot for more than a decade. He was also certified to fly under instrument flight rules, which permitted him to fly in poor weather conditions. But they were saying that the fog swept in so fast. Like, you ever been driving in the fog? That's bad enough. Imagine (laughs) flying in the fog, and you are literally confronted with a wall of solid white, so you don't know what the fuck is in front of you. So before anybody says some shit, well, he should have done a better job. I mean, that's a lot to ask. Uh, Sarah and Peyton Chester. Sarah Chester. Sarah Chester and her daughter Peyton were aboard the helicopter, uh, according to the um, uh, the thing. So that was it. So yeah, that's all of the people. But I just think it's important that you know we talk about all of, all of the people that died because you know it was more than just Kobe who died and. The pain of the loss is compounded by people not even saying the names names of of your fucking relatives. You know, that's your tragedy, which is an equal. Yes, it's a tragedy, but I'm just going to keep it cute. If you are, if your last name isn't Bryant, then your tragedy ain't the same as an Altabelli who actually, or or, or a Zabayan who actually lost a fucking family member. So let's keep it in perspective. And they can't even grieve because you can't even hear the name Altabelli because it's always Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, and then a bunch of other bitches on the plane too. So I I think it's important that we say their names. The one thing that I did also hear is that... Bitches, and I'm sorry, they're not bitches. I apologize. Well, the one thing I did also hear is that the, the game, the big game that they were scheduled to have, mm-hmm. um, I think this was with Kobe's foundation, I think it was. I didn't. You know, I'm, I'm not, not sure which foundation. Honestly, I'm not in the sports ball, so I didn't really read but that But they, they said that the, the, they're still going to have it and that those funds are going to be distributed amongst all the families. Yes. So, I, I mean, good. big up to that. And, um, you know, so hopefully all of the, the family members will have... Um, I, I wish them comfort in the, at this particular time. That, that's I, yeah. That, that's all I can I can do. And, and, and hope, uh, I also want to say, you know, the people like so. There was a Washington Post reporter who immediate immediately in the aftermath of this tweeted a story about um, the Kobe Bryant. Uh, we're rape. not. We're not. We, li, listen. Let's not. I, let, we 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 will not. We will not give that any energy. The, the, the only energy that I want to give to say is that you know. People can grow from yeah, that, and by all yeah. accounts, you know, he grown from that incident. And I'm that and, that, and that I, is not a forgiving right. of what happened. But I there. also I still have several questions about that. That's I, I I'm, right. I'm anyway. Going by it. So now, um, one of the world's most suspect niggers, <laughs> uh, Doctor Doctor Umar Johnson, states that the pilot was an expert pilot, which is why I said. Expert pilot don't do shit when you are confronted. Poor a weather conditions mean fog. when it's a little when it's raining and you but you still see. But if you are confronted with a heavy fog uh, that had prevented police helicopters from flying, meaning that they were already grounded. But if you're in the air, bitch, you at least got to get back to the ground. You can't just hover 
where the fuck you are. So you at least got to get back to the ground. So expert pilot or no, if you are confronted with a solid wall of fog, I mean, you do the best you can. Right. So expert pilot, fuck him. Um, it says uh, that Kobe was in a legal battle with a huge pharmaceutical company and over listen. the name Black Mamba. First which, of all, which the company need, yeah. is like a small-ass company in Georgia. And so, this company in Georgia... Georgia? Georgia? Engineered a fog bank, got a pilot to purposely kill himself and seven other people or six other people so that Kobe Bryant could be taken out so they could freely use the name Black Mamba? This is all of the things that you have to believe in order to believe that there is a conspiracy that resulted in the assassination of Kobe Bryant. But the thing is, he believe, he has also stated that the, it was the Illuminati, a part of the Illuminati that... Listen, so that, that is Johnson what, that has is a what full is. beard, but no mustache. <laughs> that is what... Therefore, he, everything that he says is suspect. That is I evidence can't. of a I life can't. of poor decision I making. I can't. What's up, Billy? I can't. <laughs> hey, Billy. I, I cannot. Um, oh, Am I wrong, though? No, but you're not. Uh, Billy and Billy Wynn. I mean, uh, Billy I, Malloy. I'm sorry. Billy Malloy. Billy Wynn has enough. That's a performer. That's a, yeah. But Billy Malloy has a show that he has been having some conversation with us about, yes. about showing up on the show. So we're we we're going to work that out, Bill. We got to work that out. We're going to work it out. We're going to make it happen. Oh, we still got to get to the question of the night. All right. So yes, yes, yes. the Grammy ratings were low. Okay, fine. But listen, um, Lizzo, Miss Lizzo, she, she, she if y'all didn't see it, she slayed the she shit slayed. out of it. Listen. So people was like, I'm showing too much body. Bitch, I'm going to have all of my she, body covered, listen, but I'm still going to let y'all She came out in a, a white Versace slip gown with a shawl and a matching purse. Mm -hmm. The dress was sleeveless, a sexy high leg slit. She wore hair down, accessorized with a diamond necklace and earrings. Let me talk about the dress. Hand embroidered Swarovski crystals on the red carpet. Uh, her dress took two months to make and was still being hand beaded in Italy on Wednesday, which was two days before? That was that Sunday. Uh, sorry, that, yeah, that's Thursday, three, Friday, Saturday. So, so four so, days. So three, three four days, days uh, mm -hmm. beforehand. Um, and that her dress also paid homage to pop icons Diana Ross and Cher. And I remember I this. That. I can see particularly Cher, Diana Ross. Uh, right. And then also Diana Ross had that white silk. It was like a shell dress on. She had this wrap. Yeah, 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 yeah. So mm -hmm. I, I remember that. So good for her. She also won three awards that night. Best pop solo performance for Truth Hurts. Best traditional R&B performance for Jerome. And best urban contemporary album for Cause I Love You Deluxe. Yes. So. All right. So our question of the day. Uh, if you found out that your significant other was still having sexy talk, with a person they previously screwed when they were still a teenager, and at the time, the person that they were chatting with was married to a woman, how would you feel? And you can switch you can that also up as well, inter in interchange that. How would you feel? Uh, so for me, um, like I said before, I'm more so concerned with how my partner would be feeling. Yeah. Um, because I, I, if, it, if we're in this this area, this great area of you feel like they feel like there's a dependency, like there's something that they need to if there's some sort of daddy complex or mommy complex or something it's like something that I, that I feel like they're trying to hold on to. Yeah, I would try to I, I want to break them out of that because I feel like there's something unresolved from the relationship and I want to figure out what that is. I want to see how I can help them. Mm -hmm. um, because I think that's one of the reasons why they're going back. I think that they can still be friends, but I just th th this con this the, there's type of also some context here is that yeah. uh, the the story that that this you know came from this is that the two people, the one who used to be the teenager mm -hmm. and the other partner, are in a, an open relationship. Yes. So it's not the fact that he's having sexy talk or maybe even fucking this other dude. It's that. The relationship initiated when he was 15 years old. The other caveat is that they were in the UK, right. where the age of majority is 16. So As this boy was just under the age of majority there. Right. In which, okay, and so, so there's those caveats. Yeah. What else do you think about? So that? I mean, I, I think that's my only concern, and I also feel like if there's something that has, that I can see that there is. 
affecting my partner, I would I want to figure out what that is. Like I want to figure out what, it, what what's going on. If you're saying you're having a hard time because of some things that happened, then let's try to figure that out. Yes. Um, do I care if we are in an open relationship that they're having a conversation with somebody? No, I really don't. As long as we our rules and what we've talked about and what we've established, you let me know and you abide by. I, I'm good with that. Right. Um, so, I, but that's that's me. What about you? All right. So a couple of things. First of all. If we're in a sexually open relationship, unless he has come to me, unless I knew that the relationship was abusive or something, I don't know that I would have anything to do about it because he's not a child anymore. Right. Or he's not a teenager anymore. Second of all, this shows the arbitrary nature of these kind of rules because a person who is 16 dating a person in this country who is 18 dating a 16-year-old in this country would be looked down upon. Uh, but if they took their relationship and moved to London, wouldn't nobody bat an eye. Right. So it tells you that these rules are somewhat arbitrary. Okay, so, so that's one part. Th- the fact that he was 15 or 16 at the time, that doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean as much as I, uh, as some people would want it to do because to me, fifteen and sixteen is an, a, a somewhat arbitrary uh, dividing line. Now, let's be clear. I will if also this was say like that. an eleven or twelve year old, maybe, or if let's be clear, if if this fifteen year old was a little slow and my, maybe not even slow like mentally challenged but if he just wasn't the brightest just kind na- of person very just like naive and gullible then yeah but i'm not i'm less fucked up about that as long as there was no evidence that now he was fucking around the the older person was fucking around on his wife but yes. i mean that's 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 their that's a fight. whole that's, that's that has nothing, nothing to do with to what's do. going on right here with me right. that I'm concerned with, which as is the person I'm in. My partner, with. when he was 15 years old, and this man was, I don't know, 30, let's just say. Yeah. Yes, you can say that that's a weird, long, fucked up age difference, and maybe it is. But again, if that person was 15 years and six months, if they, six months, all of a sudden, everything would have been cool in terms of age majority. So that tells you that that whole dividing line is arbitrary and bullshit because that same dividing line would have, wouldn't even exist in this country. He still would have been, could have been charged with statutory rape if they had, even if they had been dating, if this 30-year-old had been dating this 16-year-old and they came to Fort Lauderdale and decided to go hang out or whatever, that dude could still be charged with statutory rape in this country, even though their relationship is perfectly legal in uh, the UK, which is one of our main partners. So that part, yes, that part is is one answer. What about the rest of it, as far as the feelings about this? Like, what, how would you feel about it? I, if the, if you have an open relationship, that you have to be fine with whoever the fuck it is that they're they're dealing with, even if it's somebody from their past, unless they have a rule specifically about you can only fuck with new nakers. <laughs> we just listen. I, you, <laughs> unless they have a rule that says you can only deal with new people and you can't bring back old people from the past, then again, I don't see that you, you could have complex feelings. I'm not denying your need to have complex right. feelings, but if you are going to have this open relationship, you have to accept all of the possible outcomes that is correct. of that, which means that someone from their past might come back. The fact that that, that happened Speaking when that person that, was shout young out to my or whatever. Stalker. I, shout out to my stalker. He, I, I think he was on here. I forgot to say hello. Hey, stalker. Hey, stalker. We know who you are. Yeah, we know who you are. Girl, we all know who you are. I'm just saying. But anyway. Um, but yeah, so that's 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 sort of my feelings on it is that, you know, as long as they agree that they have an open relationship, there was no pre prohibitions on pre-existing dates from the past coming back and as long as when the relationship was going on, it wasn't abusive, then you just say, "Listen, I'm here for you if you want to talk about it." If right. it brings up complex feelings for you now or if in hindsight you realize that it was an inappropriate relationship and you and know you so i'm here to of, listen yeah. to whatever it is you have to say with it but just in general yeah well uh, shout out to um our um our onyx brother um golden eagle for 
um, presenting and, and having that conversation with us about uh, this topic earlier. So thank you for bringing that up. And we were able to kind of bring that over to you guys. We ran a little bit out of time to talk about it. So we had this stuff here, but we kind of went Yeah, on, we were. Yeah, we, we there was so much. It was a... With but, Micheline um, and Antoinette. Yeah, Mich- and, listen, Micheline. I hope Micheline made it home. I hope she's listen, all right. I, I I haven't heard anything different, so I'm assuming that well, that flight landed. Her, her son's gonna call her you. Her son hasn't called me, so I'm assuming <laughs> the flight landed in Brussels like it was supposed to. Okay, whatever, so, so he's gonna call. Right. But anyway, so listen, um, the BGKH show streams live on Wednesdays on VoxWave.com. Oh, hey, stalker. Um, from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern and 5 to 6 p.m. Pacific. Episodes are available on YouTube every Friday. Search for Vox Power 373 and look for the BGKH show with Dominion and Epic. Currently, we are able to host a live studio audience. We have space. And if you can't, you can come and actually, if you can't come into the audience, well, kind of. If you, you can't, can't be in the audience. Yeah, because I was thinking that's a, that's a whole different. Yes. I mean, you could, you, but. But anyway, right. anyway. keep it moving. Anyway, if anyway, you anyway. Can't but if you be can't make it audience. and you always you want to give us a call, please feel free to do so. And the number is 240-719-2560. One more again. 240-719-2560. And we will be happy to chat with you on air. We will. Um, so if you are trying to get in touch with me, you can reach me on Twitter at EpicOnyx1. You can also reach me on Instagram at IamEpicOnyx. And you can also reach me on Facebook if you look for Epic Onyx. And Dominion, how can they reach you? You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at Dom Onyx, Facebook.com slash Dom Onyx, and www.theynevershouldhavegayyounakersmoney.com. <laughs> Sign BBBB. Yeah, right. No, uh, www.domonyx.com. And also, we would love to answer more of uh, your questions, so feel free to message us on Facebook or Twitter yes. or Instagram if you have uh, specific questions that you would like us to answer. But I love you, stalker. I love you. <laughs> I do. He does. All right. So thank you all for tuning in, and we will see you next week, which is the start of Black History Month. So right. we're going we to have some real black, 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 black. some real nakerish shit. Oh, I got to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blackity, black, 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 black. black. Black, 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 black. Blackity, black, black. All right. Thank y'all for coming out. God bless you and goodbye. Mwah.